Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Fighting our way through the disease of the coronavirus like the mighty Brunor Battlehammer. Coming to you from the West Cabin is Dyson Pipes for the week of March 23rd. I'm Brian. Hi, Chris. Hey, what's up? You can follow us on the Twitter, Instagrams, Reddits, and whatnot. Uh, Dyson Pipes. Somehow, we are persevering the storm. Are you okay, though? Your voice sounds a little hoarse. It's a little <coughs> raspy. I need a... You know, and the only thing it could possibly be is coronavirus. Of course. That's why I'm social distancing. And my favorite thing, I am hashtag flattening the curve. You're personally responsible for flattening the curve. Me and only me. What, what curve are you flattening? The curve. Why do I feel as though there are... Cologne. The cologne curve. Yeah. When I see a bottle of cologne, mm-hmm. curve cologne... I smash it with a hammer and I flatten the curve. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck curve cologne is. That's a type of cologne, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's it's the classic uh, when you were in high school. Oh, like uh, on on the level of like a Dracar Noir. Or is I that would, I would think that Dracar predates curve. Yeah, that predates curve. Okay. Remember gravity? Yes, I remember gravity. It was like up in that echelon. Okay, all right. I got you. That fancy triangular blue bottle. Very sexy. Very suave. If I'm going to buy cologne, I want it to come in the shape of a trapezoid. That is my... Well, it exudes confidence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a fucking trapezoid, bitch. <laughs> How many people out there, percentage-wise, mm. do you think have... They're, they're seeing these signs, especially if you're in New York City. I, at this point, I think it's in every major city. That's probably fair to say. When you take a look uh, at these like electronic signs that are controlled, let's say, by like the DOT, when you're driving on the highway or the portable signs that you might see on the on the side of the road, and they all say, um, do your part, hashtag flatten the curve. Now, people who just are adamantly opposed to social media, and I think that there are still some people out there that just refuse to go on social media, and who don't watch the news, do, do you think they're confused? Yes. It, now, what do you think confuses them? The fact that they have no idea what fucking curve needs to be flattened or the fact that flatten the curve, there are no spaces in it. And they're like, what the fuck spaces people? <laughs> These are very important things to- Well, it's a big hashtag. And if you put spaces in it, it renders the hashtag null and void. Yeah, but what's sad is- It would the, be hashtag flatten. <laughs> but the, the people who are dying from this are the people who don't understand what that means. True. Because it's all old people. They probably yeah. look at that, and first of all, uh, good luck if they actually see it. But they see a hashtag, and they think it's like the pound symbol on their phone. Right. Which is new to them, because they remember the old rotary phones. 
You know, they, they don't know what the fuck a pound is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Operator. <laughs> Can you connect me with hashtag flying the curve? On the curve. One moment, please. Do, 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 do. Whoop. Um, yeah, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. And I, I'm one of these people that do not watch the news. I am minimal on social media. My social media um, interaction involves usually me posting something and then closing it out and, and continuing on my day. I don't care what other people have to say. What's I so- just have my thoughts and opinions I want to put out there. No, of course. So you're like everybody else. Yes. Right. Um. So, yeah, people are driving around seeing flatten the curve and they don't know what it means. I'm convinced of it. I'm totally convinced. And I'm, I, I think we balance each other out. Not that I spend a lot of time on social media because I, I kind of despise social media, but I will go on. I, I like putting pictures up on the Instagram. That, that's pretty fun. Um, especially when we find things that if they are good for you, they're you, Brian. Right. They're good for you, the listener. If it's good for me, it's good for you. Not me, the listener. Right. Right, of course. Uh, however, I, I do find myself consuming an overabundance of news. I'm all over the place with news. I would say anytime I'm online reading, probably 80% of it is news-related. Now, do you think your uh, submersion... Submersion? Submersion? Yeah. Not submersion. It's not a T. Thank God we're on the D&D side. <laughs> Winner! So on the D&D side of Dice and Pipe, should I talk slower because you have no dice out? Did you think that you were going to go flawless today? with? Because sure as shit, I'm going to need some dice over here because we all know I fuck up. Uh, on the D&D side of the Dice and Pipes podcast, when you fuck up a word, you find yourself in a roll-to-drink situation. Uh, Brian is rolling a D20. Anything over a 10, he is saved. Don't let me hear it. Oh, no. That's a two. Phone's blowing up over there, huh? Is it FEMA? <laughs> these like emergency yes. texts? Yeah, Mr. FEMA himself is contacting me. <laughs> Mr. FEMA. Uh, what are we drinking? Well, in order to stay of sound mind and body, I'm, I'm sticking with coffee. I refuse to drink alcohol. Oh, who the fuck am I kidding? I'm having some... <laughs> If there's any way to go through a catastrophic event such as coronavirus or zombie apocalypse, I'm convinced that you should be drunk while doing it. And in an effort to get me to that point, I am uh, sipping on some of this lovely and light Basil Hayden's. Ah, yes. We are drinking Basil Hayden's. That is the drink du jour. Well, and the only reason why we're drinking the same thing as we were drinking last week is because all the stores are closed. Can't get new alcohol. Everything is shut down. down. We're going to start brewing our own. Oh, that's a good idea. I have a bathtub. Yeah, it'll make some fucking moonshine. Fuck yeah. Mm. Fuck yeah. So do you think it is your inundation with the news? What the fuck (laughs) word was that? Inundation. What does that That even mean? That is a word. You're inundated. Really? Because you watch so much news, is that why you're always in a bad fucking mood? Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck it, that's a six. Yes. You have anything to do today? Yes. (laughs) 
I'm starting to sweat already. Wait, so wait, you're alluding to the fact that since I watch news or read the news, that I'm always in a bad mood. Uh, so since you said it, not me, you said since I inundated with the fucking news, <laughs> that that because of that, a direct correlation would be that I'm. I'm it salty. contributes to your sour mood. Yeah, because this world sucks. This world sucks. <laughs> And both sides of the argument are fucking horrible interpretations of the truth. Right? What do they say? There's three sides to every story. There's what? Three sides to every... Fuck. <laughs> fuck. I need... I need... My arms aren't long enough. And I want to I want to maintain our social distancing. <laughs> it's worth noting that fuck. we've been social distancing our entire time together. Oh, I'm going with a different tie. There you go. Let's see. <laughs> fuck. Seven. Oof. Um, because of uh, these new social distancing guidelines that are being put forth, I've developed a way that we're now going to commute to work. Okay. I think it's fair to say you have an SUV. Yes. So as you drive, I'm now, I'm, we're going to be extremely safe. I'm going to sit all the way in the back, not in the back seat. Right. In the, in I'm going to sit in like the cargo area. Yeah. Okay. When I drive, since I have a sedan, we have to put you in the trunk. Fuck. All right. You have to, you're just going to have to go in the trunk. I put a pillow in there already and a bottle of water. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're good. Now, does it have one of those emergency latches so I can pop it open in case you have a heart attack or something like that while you're driving? No, but it does have like a pull, it does have a pull pin that you can, I guess, release the uh, the rear seat. So you'd have to climb oh, okay. through the interior of the vehicle, almost like, almost like Ace Ventura. Yeah. But in reverse. Now, what happens if you get rear-ended? I'll put extra pillows back there. I don't. That should first do of it. all, first of all, I drive too fast to get rear ended. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't think we have to worry about that. That's a solid point. Yeah. Social distancing. Yes. I have such a hard time with that fucking term. Yeah, I I, I just stay away from everybody at all times. Yeah. I, I look at this as business as usual. What's going on over there? Dude, I hate my life. What? I have a fucking Bic lighter. Yeah, me too. Oh, we both suck. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay. All right. No, well, at least I'm in good company, right? Yeah, I ran out of fluid. Ends. I ran out of fluid. Oh, shit. I have so. fluid, but I ran out of flint. I have flint, but I ran out of fluid. Yeah, that sucks. All right. If well, we combine our lighters together, we would make one solid lighter. What are you smoking? I have... Well, since the world is ending, ah, and I, 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 I'm still, I'm still kicking around the idea of my comments in uh, last week's episode are aging well. I'm still sticking with. They're going to be fine, um, and we're going to pull through this without any real problems. Um, but in preparation of the upcoming catastrophe that the news is telling us we're about to have millions of people dead, fucking people homeless and out of work and killing each other over fucking bread. Um, I went with what I suggested last week. So I'm smoking this uh, unfinished Series 3 Savinelli and uh, packed in that son of a bitch. This little old dark fired. Ooh, how are you liking it? I loved it. It's one of my favorite tobaccos. Loving it. How does... Uh, I was... Yeah, no, 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 no. You fucking <laughs> side-eyed me. And I'll admit, I fucked that word up. <laughs> How does that uh, old dark fired pair with this uh, basil bartered? Basil bartered. 
I the basil Hayden is so soft, delicate, yes. yeah, light, like a like a like a freshly grown orchid in a misty morning with the dew gently dripping off of its leaves or its petals. Petals. <laughs> Pet- petals. I I probably I think it's fair to say that this whiskey is so delicate that it would almost pair with anything. It's like very I don't know, I can't explain it. It's like very blah. simple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's blah. So I almost look at the whiskey as a compliment to whatever it is that you're doing. So you know how like some people have like red wine with steak? Yes. And you, you probably Delicious. you probably want a red wine that's not that overpowering. Right. This probably like is. Like a Cabernet Sauvignon. Right. That one. You know what's not simple? What's not simple? Our new bar. Wow. Freshly delivered to the wow. West Cabin. A statue, a bronze statue of a muscular, slightly hobo-looking man. Yeah, he kind of looks like a slave. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I think he kind of looks like Christ, to be honest with you. No, he looks like one of those old, uh, like, um. Well, he can't. He he's not black. I mean, his hair is straight. No, but I I don't think only black people were slaves. As a matter of fact, I remember the story of Moses, where I believe the Jews were slaves, and he looks like a Jew in Egypt. If we could see underneath his uh, no, I don't need tabernacle. To see. No. We could see what he's rocking. <laughs> <laughs> see if he met the moil. No, moishy. Uh, so it's a it's a muscular hobo Christ looking man, uh, holding a globe of the earth. He and does have very masculine facial features. Yes, yeah. He, I think he probably identifies as a man, and. The globe, I don't know if you have looked at it at all, but it has little interesting notes scrawled on it here and there, to and fro, about uh, interesting little pieces of history of our fine planet. Uh, And that cracks open at the equator. And when you open it, inside is a bar with all of our whiskeys and glasses and you're following accoutrements, like coasters. Any interesting tidbits written there? I can't read it. Oh. But if this does hold true, there is a gigantic fucking sea monster in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. And now I'm I've been telling people that my entire life. I, I'm not going to fly anymore. At least not to Europe. I'm not going across the Atlantic Ocean. You see this fucking thing? This thing is a monstrosity. Yeah. And... It's so large that I think that the tentacle that's being represented on the globe can reach up into the heavens. It's Cthulhu. Planes. Yeah. This is Cthulhu. Yeah, it might be. It has a very bulbous base. <laughs> I hate that word. I fucking hate bulbous. <laughs> it is, this is an amazing addition uh, to the West Cabin. It is appropriately. You think cunty. you can see his air, his ass crack? His what? Sorry, hold on. Let me roll before I check out his butt. Sixteen. Okay. Excuse me. All right. We are investigating his ace. What I can tell you is this 
this poor gentleman is stuff is fuck <laughs> eleven is suffering from starvation. You can see his ribs on his back. That's very said. Feed this motherfucker. And the verdict on the ass crack is no ass crack, but he has six toes on his left foot. He has six toes on his left foot. Oh no! no. I'm sorry. That's five. <laughs> Part of the robe was dangling down. Or maybe his penis. I don't know. One of the two. He could have uh, a third appendage, as they say. <laughs> Kickstand. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, we have a wonderful gameplay session lined up. Uh, interesting. Um, this will be, if you listen to these in tandem, uh, this will be the final week of Warhammer gameplay. Yes. And then we'll do a little wrap up. Mm-hmm. And then we're moving on to Shadowrun. Yeah, so we will be doing one more week this week of Warhammer. And then starting anew with uh, Shadowrun. So probably what we'll do is we will have the gameplay this week. Next week we'll do kind of a wrap-up and talk about the last series of gameplay. Uh then we will probably do like a session zero where we talk about your character, fine-tune the character, then we'll talk about the setting. And then the week after that, we will be doing episode one of Shadowrun. Oh, you don't want to do the same kind of... Excellent. But D&D is, is holding true. Yes. Uh, D&D isn't going anywhere. No, not for the foreseeable future. So uh, before we get into the gameplay, though, I would like to propose a toast. And I don't know where this is going to go. All I know is that I hate it. Uh, I have a couple of uh, little little video games on my iPhone device. And then I play to kill time when I'm taking a shit or uh, waiting for the load times on Division. <laughs> it was just a little little time killers. And every once in a while, and by every once in a while, I mean every time I play one of these games, an advertisement pops up for this game called Chapters. Uh, it's usually, um, it, it looks like, a, like an anime graphic novel. <clears throat> and it usually features two women in a suggestive set of circumstances. And it's like a choose-your-own-adventure on the iPhone. So, for example, there's one that they usually show for their advertisement where there's a a very well-endowed blonde woman sitting on... I I, I heard very well-endowed bull... uh, In the the bosom area. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Not a a particular gentleman sitting on a bed? No. Okay. No. Uh, She's sitting on the edge of the pool, and then another redhead girl... uh, jumps up out of the water, splashes her playfully, and she ends up landing in her lap, and their their eyes lock. Ooh, and then, the, and then the, the scene freezes, and you just hear like, and it's a little speech bubble, or thought bubble that says, oh my God, she's so hot. And then two options, mm-hmm. push her in the water, or kiss her. This advertisement pops up almost every time I play some kind of game on my phone. Option three, shiv her <laughs> right under the fifth rib. <laughs> uh, 
Have you seen the advertisements for this game? I I have. Um, I I never paid I never paid close attention to the point where I realized what the name of the game is. So I, I didn't know that this was called Chapters. So when you right. said Chapters, caught me by surprise. But yeah, I've I've played a couple of games on the iPhone where yeah, you, you've gotten these suggestions, like the guy knocks on the girl's door. You know, it's the still image of him with his fist to the door, and the next scene is like her with the door open, and she's like, "Hey, you want to come in?" But then you look inside, and like the place looks, for all intents and purposes, it's like on fire. Like there's just shit all over the place, right. and the guy's like, "Wow, she lives like a pig. Should I just leave now?" Or option B, should I just go in and fuck this girl? Right. The game is terrible. Who? Oh, actually, let me ask you this before we even dive like headfirst into this. Do you have to pay for this? Uh, I don't know yet. Did you download this? I did. You did download it. Moments before we started recording. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, it seems like any time, and I can't remember exactly like each scene that I remember them advertising, but each one is just something so f- fucking stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. And the yes. options that they give you are fucking dumb. They're just dumb. Yes. Should I kiss her or throw her in the pool? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. And and see, like, what I want to know is what happens after you choose that option. Like, if you kiss her, will she slap you? Like, I'm not a lesbo. Or if Ooh. you push her in the pool, will she be like, now I'm really wet. And then she pulls you into the pool. And then you scissor each other to death. <laughs> you scissor to death. please tell me that you have this game queued up so we can go over a couple of these options this is a terrible game by the way this almost reminds me of those books when you were a kid those choose your own adventure books which were fun right so i want a okay billionaire bachelor be my wife not the woman playing the part b my brother's best friend i've always loved you it's always been you or option C, a billionaire daddy. Let's go home as a family. What? Option D, fuck these bitches, go home, watch Pornhub. <laughs> Let's go with oh. billionaire daddy. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so this is who you are in the game? Or this is the scenario that you're I playing? I don't know. I don't get it. I think you're playing as the girl. I don't think, Let's get any... the volume up. There's music to this? I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. So sensual. Sayada lives in Singapore and loves reading and looking at babies. And needs a green card. (laughs) Combining her love, she created this story that she hopes you enjoy it as much as she did writing it. Oh, God. I want to smash my face into this table. All right. So we are in, uh, looks like a... Like a bathroom with a closet that's open with some towels. Okay. Can you take a shirt off? If not, can we stop this game? Choose your look. Oh. So now we have a brown-haired brunette, some might say, woman in a white... Uh, this music is terrible. <laughs> in a white uh, blouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can choose between a, uh, a white girl... I prefer the darker skin complexion. Okay. Yes. Uh, like Indian or? Uh, yeah, let's go Indian. Indian? Yeah, yeah. All right. Ingenitors. Savage. Sorry. Choose your hair. 
Wow. Purple hair. There you go. Now she looks like so Elizabeth Warren. So that tells me Warren. Trump's not her president. No, no. That might My be look Elizabeth Warren's aunt. Great. Let's go. Okay. Please set your name. Whore. Whore mouth. Put your balls in my mouth. Whore. <laughs> oh. Choose his look. Who hey, cares? Hey, That's handsome. fine. So now there's a guy uh, who appears to be some kind of business executive. I hope I'm not late. I can't miss this interview. Oh, God. Whore. <laughs> <laughs> After weeks of job hunting, you finally have an opportunity. One you have no intention of missing. Whore says, it's only for a receptionist position, but it's something, anything to get me out of waitressing. Hey, listen, waitressing is a damn fine profession. Yeah, and you probably make more money doing that. This sounds like 50 shades of boring. <laughs> I love my friends, but I'm tired of sleeping on a couch and using their busted blow dryer. Something tells me a couch is going to come into play later. <laughs> is it a black leather one? <laughs> <laughs> you look through your clothes. This is the first day of the rest of my life. I have to look my best. God. I'll wear... Just keep wearing the same clothes. All right, so we have a choice of like a... Like a hipster... <clears throat> like a hipster fashion model. Uh, it's like a black jacket with a striped t-shirt underneath. A white sleeveless uh, halter top uh, with a red mini skirt. Uh, or a white... Uh, blouse showing some cleavage. We're going to go with the cleavage Yeah, you shower. have to because that's what the fucking bitches would do. Mm-hmm. I look great. Time to go do this thing. What a whore. That is her name. Oh, true. Oh, my God. A short cab ride later, one of the biggest financial holdings companies in Chicago. I thought she... Oh, she's from Singapore. I don't know. Uh, the author of this story. Oh. Wow. This place is huge. Any job here would be a game changer. No more cranky customers, angry chefs, bad tips. No, just a horrible cocaine addiction and a casting couch. Yeah, and dick tips. (laughs) You walk up to the blonde guard at the security desk. He looks up and smiles as you approach. Hello, I'm a whore. (laughs) I'm here to interview for the receptionist job. Meeting Mary Beth in HR, 20th floor, office 2013. Just so you know, it's the same floor as the CEO's office, so don't be too loud. Okay. Because the fucking security guard would know what's going on in the 20th goddamn floor. Don't be loud, whore. (laughs) That's good to know. Thank you so much. When are we going to get to the fucking? That's what I want to know. I just want one choice. It's the payoff. You step out of the elevator into the hallway and pause. Wow, I can't believe I'm actually at Hallway, Halloway Corporation. Two weeks ago, I was waiting tables at Olive Garden. Now I'm interviewing for a job at the fastest growing company in Chicago. Really loves putting down this waitressing gig. Yeah. Fucking hell. Okay. The door to office 2013 is closed. Well, I am early. Maybe I should. I'll let you make the choice. Oh, here we go. Knock on the door, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. try the knob, take a seat. I bet she loves knobs. Try the knob. That's try the do. knob. That's what <laughs> You slowly turn the knob. It's locked. I guess I'll just sit down and wait. No, kick the fucking door down. 
you sit in one of the chairs along the hallway and pick up a magazine. That's Jason Holloway on the cover. He's the CEO of Holloway Corporation. No shit. Oh, my God. Fucking painful. You flip through the magazine and start reading the article about him. Wow, he started the business at 25 in his apartment. Now he owns an entire building. Wonder if I'll get to meet him when I get the job. If I get the job. Given my lack of experience, I wouldn't be surprised if Mary Beth laughed me out of the room. A loud crash draws your attention to the end of the hallway. Oh. What kind of fucking music is this? This is the crashing at the end of the hallway overture. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't sound very good. I should. All right, Chris. Is the whore going to go investigate, call out, or stay right there? Did the crash sound like somebody's penis falling out from behind their zipper? Because if so, we're going to investigate. Investigate? Yeah. You walk briskly toward the crash until you come upon shattered glass and flowers strewn all over the floor. Look at the bones! (laughs) As you bend over... As you bend over yes. to collect the flowers, you freeze at the sound that comes from behind you. I'm going to come. Is that a baby? What? Another giggle joins the first. Two babies? You turn around to find two infants watching you with wide grins. What the? You kneel down to the floor to meet their eyes. Hi, babies. Are you lost? What the fuck <laughs> is with this game? The baby on your right pokes your nose with a small pudgy finger. Hold on. We're living in a day and age of coronavirus. Why is she even getting that close to the children? She is not flattening the curve. No. She's uh, expanding. The, expanding ba- the baby one says, Gaga boop. Uh, okay. I Did you just for... boop me? Oh, my God. You look up and down the empty hallway waiting for an adult. No one shows up. What are you doing in an office? You shouldn't be here by yourself. Because they are understand. You, where are your parents? No, no, no. Uh, it's not safe for these babies to be wandering the halls alone. This hurts. You look back up at the hallway considering your next steps. Before you can decide on a plan of action, the babies take off, crawling down the hallway at top speed. Oh, I'm sure she can't catch them. Right toward the broken vase on the floor. Oh, no, they're going to hurt themselves. I should. Mm-hmm. Rescue them. Mm-hmm. Scream for help. Uh, option C, grab them and flush them down the toilet. That's what whores do. Oh, we're, we're going to rescue them. You sprint after the babies and scoop sprint. them up. Sprint. They were literally just in front of you. <laughs> now you're sprinting right, after Right, but they were babies. crawling away at top speed. Top speed, so fast. Right before they get to the broken glass. Don't do that again. You could have cut yourselves. Okay. They chortle and throw their chubby arms around your neck. That's insensitive. So now you're alleging that these babies are fat. (laughs) We better find your mommy or daddy before you get into any more trouble. I'm sure Mary Beth will understand. You walk briskly again down the hall, Mm -hmm. trying to balance both the squirming babies in your arms. You guys are ruthless. The babies wiggle even more, and you almost drop one of them out of their soft spot on their head. Whoa. Okay, time to calm these little ones down. You softly bounce them in your arms like you've seen your friends do. Because hordes never keep their babies. The babies nestle close to you and their eyes flutter closed. You turn the corner into a large reception area. 
I, I'm getting the feeling there's no fucking involved. Dude, this game is lame. <laughs> Does she realize that she's only like a week removed from an abortion so she can get, like breastfeed these kids? I've had enough. What, you don't want to keep going with this? No. Download chapters to hear the rest of the story. <sighs> that was woefully disappointing. Dude, they sell it. Like when you see the yes. ads that like it's all sex and scandal. No, this is I'm going on a job interview and kids are going to cut themselves. And apparently uh, they can crawl faster than whores. Well, I will say bond. this. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Everyone that works in the building are babies. I'm sorry. I, I, I'll be willing to bet the twist is that all of them are babies. Dude, if that's the... We should fly to Singapore. And find... Yes. You know, Chris, sometimes we come up with toasts and they, they are amazing. And sometimes we fall on our face. And today, thanks to you, We've fallen on our face. Uh, wow. <laughs> Dude, that game is fucking lame. Yes. Usually, I'm convinced that one of us takes the wind out of the sails of the show. But no, this game just <laughs> completely sucked the oxygen right out of this room. And I don't know what was worse. Like, the changing music when, you know, she got to the climax of the story. You know, we get the... Uh, it, <laughs> wow terrible dude that was awful that was awful i can't believe i spent 4.99 on that what i'm just kidding (laughs) wow dude if i spent 4.99 on that we would painfully go through the entire story yes all three chapters of it all right let's get to some real gameplay I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. All right. You have four roses in the glass? Yeah. Save your thoughts and prayers for the regular episode. Oh, of course. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. And you are smoking King Strider? Uh, King Stride. King Stride, pardon me. Yeah, this is that, uh, I think, Cornell and Deal and Warped uh, ah, yes, yes. joint adventure. Joint venture. We're on a joint adventure. Right. You and I. Yes. So I'm waiting for it to dry out. So it's very, very damp. Yeah. My one cue, on the other hand, is not damp, and I cannot get this fucking church warden to stand up. There we go. Good? Yeah. Keeps tipping over. I need a church warden holder. Because I think I'm going to launch an expedition to get more church wardens. Are you? I think it's my favorite style. You like the church warden? Yeah. Well, then you're going to have to get a particular holder that's designed specifically for the church warden. Because that one is not going to cut it. No. It's like two. They have one that looks like that, but it has a very high sloped back. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Because the weight distribution in the church warden is not obviously like a regular pipe. I was staring at a Sabinelli estate. This is what I'm talking about. Polished black. You should get it. With the nickel. Uh, uh, be careful with the nickel. Maybe a dime. I would go for the quarter. Okay. No, in all honesty, the, the first pipe that I got, that Trevi, it has that nickel. Dude, and it's already started to like oxidize. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, so that's probably more like and a show like, pipe. Yeah, I don't keep it in like the basement or anything like right. that. Right. But it's 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 nickel. It's not. If you were getting like a Peterson, you know how Peterson does their bands in stainless steel. Like I would go for the stainless steel. For some reason, I think the stainless steel would tarnish less than the nickel. The nickel just gets very, yeah. just oxidized. So like there's like, uh, I don't know. There's some like crud on it. Crud. Crud. I, I, that's the typhus the, corrosion. Sure. Blood for the blood god. Oh, okay. Wrong campaign. No. Would you go for coffee? Hmm? Where'd you go for coffee? Larry's. Where the fuck is Larry? In the village. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know who Larry himself is, but they have very they make their own blends of coffee. Mm-hmm. This one, Larry's surprise. Oh boy, is it salty? <laughs> it's like a little gritty. <laughs> Gross. Very viscous. Good, good. Uh, so just to recap, and sometimes I leave these in, sometimes I cut them out. Yeah. Because most people listened maybe an hour ago. Right, right. But for us, yes. it's been pff, fucking ages. Citadel has been dispatched to the forest to the north, uh, Windspell Forest. You are attending uh, to the death of your family. Uh, you haven't learned much other than it appears some kind of ritualistic execution. Uh, with very bizarre injuries on the family members. Notably, a small wound of some description near the base of the skull. Okay. With no blood. Correct. And bizarre markings on the walls. Correct. Uh, No evidence of poisoning. No evidence of... Other than, you know, I think it's safe to assume it was murder. Murder. Uh, so we have the toxicology report. Yeah. I would like to look at that. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh. <coughs> okay. Um, you have dispatched a crew <coughs> of Thunder Force. Excuse me. Yes. To retrieve Howard Warren. Uh, and just as we were ending last session, by the grace of the D20... You found yourself schematics oh, that's right. of the sewers and possibly of this void area in between the Silver Triumph and the old Imperial capital and the new one. And I would say as we pick up, unless you want to fast forward time, we'll pick up late at night in this archive when you find this schematic. What say you? No, we'll pick up right there. Okay. I will warn you. Uh, I told you about this game. We watched a video of it. This Blasphemous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been playing it. Okay. It may have influenced me. Seriously? Yeah. Very dark. Very dark. The Pentated One. The Pentated One. Something like that. Okay. Latin words I can't pronounce. On a side note. E pernibus unum. Oh, we're talking about money? And then on the dollar, um, you can up, like. Is it the same weapon the entire game? Yeah, but you upgrade it. All right, so it just does more damage. But it looks no, the it same. does different things. Oh, I, okay. I only unlocked tier one. Oh, okay. So you're still in the early stages of the yeah. game. But I, there is something satisfying about taking a priest's candelabra 
and stabbing him through the chest with it and then stomping on his head until his head ruptures. I'm sorry? Really? Yeah. And then do you take his blood and place it into your helmet and then put the helmet no, back that, on? No, that, that was only the one time. Oh, so you don't do that for every boss that you no, fight? No, That wasn't a boss. That was just a regular enemy. Oh, okay. Just, good. So that gave him enough of his power. Yeah. So his, his fucking tank is on full. Right. Okay. And I'm slowly filling my rosary beads. It's very fucking... <laughs> oh, this is crazy. All right. I might have to get this game. Yeah. I have to say. Uh, All right. So... We'll pick up. We're in the uh, archive. I would imagine you're by yourself, even though we have uh, uh, Longimer, I believe his name is, the uh, the library attendant. I would imagine you probably just tell him to leave you alone. Yeah, I don't, I don't need him. Not right now, at least. I guess as happy as, um, as Harrison can be, considering he just... Uh, lost his family finding these schematics is like a uh, like the silver lining in in this 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 horrible time the stretch that he's going through right now um, probably sitting there second guessing like excited to see this map upset that his family is dead second guessing the fact that he dispatched a uh, contingent of thunder force to the Keska gorge he's not sure how that's gonna that's gonna play out he, he has some like Probably some questions that he should have had answers to before doing so, but I think... Like what? Like, hey, um, are they going to tear him away from his family? Maybe he has a newborn child. Maybe they'll bring him along. Maybe they won't. Maybe they're going to drag him here against his will. Were you just like, hey, find this guy and bring him? Or were you like, find this guy, I don't care what it takes, get him here ASAP? Or is it kind of like... No, I would think Harrison's demeanor would be more find this guy and, you know, like convince him... Okay. to come that he's needed that on behalf of the the imperial city like you know what i'm saying like it's almost like an official invite to the city i see that that's how i think it would have been done not a you know by mandate of the government you are now required i.e forced to come to the city so it's kind of up for interpretation to the party that you dispatched to go get him correct okay yeah so we'll All leave right. it to you know the thunder force how they see fit. Um, yeah, this wasn't by any means necessary. This was sent for him. He's his his um, an audience is required, kind of a thing. Okay, still so wet. The, the tobacco, right? Tobacco. Not, yeah. Just yeah. wanted to be clear. It's not raining here. It's supposed to rain tonight, but not raining. Here. Is it? Yeah, I think we're supposed to get one to three inches of snow. That's not rain. That's snow. Well, it's supposed to rain, then snow, then switch back over to rain. So I'm going to take Ugh. the car. I'm driving the car. I think we're going to be good. Yeah. I think so. Come on, try. If you ain't first, you're last. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So, it's later in the evening. Harrison finds the schematics. He'll place them down on the table. Uh, does he get the sense that the, um, the drawings are old? Because I think from anything or everything that he's researched in the past, it seems as though the 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 Silver Spire, the old city, before you know Lake Debrin forming and all that, it seems like that was a very long time ago, and <clears throat> the new city has been built. It's not like it's recent. So, right. give me uh, investigation. Not nah, six. All right. So. 
first thing about these schematics, it's several pages. I would imagine they were kind of like folded up or rolled up and when you unfurl them, it's multiple pages. Uh, they're easy to read. They are written in a language that you understand without your goggles. They're, they're written in common. Okay. Uh, I would say that the only thing you can tell is that some of the pages are older than others and some of the pages appear to be tracings. Okay. Some of the parchments are very thin. Like if you were to hold it up to like a candlelight, you could, it's, it's not translucent, but like tracing paper. You right, can right. see through it. Okay. Uh, and you can definitely tell without an investigation check at all, but you could tell that it's been added onto the order of which maybe you, you can't quite discern. As far as like markings and things like that, there's no like warnings. There's no other information. It is strictly just... It's just a map. A map with access points. Okay, it's like an architect's blueprints. Exactly. All right. Uh, finding, or as I thumb through the uh, the copies, or the, the originals and the, the copies, do I get the sense that the copies are there because they're old enough where it, the original may have been destroyed, so they put the copy in just to keep the records of it? Or you wouldn't be able to tell okay, that. Okay, so you can't tell that. Where, where were these found? Like between books? Like, yeah, I would say like underneath books, maybe uh, stuck inside of a book. Right. Um, something of that nature. Okay. Not necessarily hidden, but placed somewhere maybe eons ago and forgotten. Like a something that's misplaced. Right. So it's not where it should have been. Like you take your phone charger, like uh, you're at like someone else's house. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? Let me just put it here so I know it's here. And you forget it. And then you forget that. It, where did I put that again? And then centuries later. Right. An adventure comes along. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> Harrison will sit down at a table. He'll kind of unfurl or open up these uh, these plans, and he'll start to look through them. Um, and he's going to look in a way to see if there's anything, any point on the uh, on the schematics that kind of bring back a recollection of where he's been right because then i go into that the sewer where the clock yes. was <coughs> excuse me what the fuck oh, i think i swallowed tobacco um it's like stuck in the trope um so he, he's just gonna go ahead and, and look at the map and see if there's any place on there uh that he's familiar with because obviously he's not like gone across the entire city so right. he's not familiar with the entire city he's just trying to find if there's some place that he's been so far uh been already that matches up or marries to the plans that he's found uh, by way of like an access point into right. this sewer system so uh you did spend a couple of days here and there exploring the sewers on your own and i asked you if you would leave markings in the sewers and you had said no you wouldn't leave markings in the sewers. Right. Would you have transcribed that information into your journal? Like a rough map? Considering that at that point that he had known that there was a city built on top of the city and there is the lore, or at least what's been told to him by Citadel, that there is a portal underneath the city. Yeah, he would have. Okay. If that's the case, give me a survival check with advantage. 19. All right. So while you're going 20. through the 20 modify. Yeah. All right. So while you're going through the schematics, cross-referencing your journal, you find that at some point uh, yesterday or the last time that you went into the sewers, you maybe have come to a T 
and you decide, well, I only got time to go one way. So you went left at that T intersection and it turned into like a cistern, just like a, like a cesspool almost. Looking at the schematics compared to your journal, that intersection looks very familiar and it appears that if you had gone right, you would have found an access point. Okay. In one in, in the last the most recent journey that you took into the sewers. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right, then I think that's enough for now for Harrison. And he's gonna kind of fold everything back up and place it into his bag of holding. All right. Um And he'll push his chair in and say goodnight to the librarian and I guess head back to his temporary. Okay. Right, because we determined last uh, last time that we they gave you a, like a sleeping place. Right. Yeah. So he's gonna head there. Okay. Probably call it a night. All right. Give me a flat twenty. Eleven. You end up having a dream. Um, you can't recall what the dream was, but it's one of those dreams when you wake up, it's one of those you shoot up out of bed, you sit straight up, mm. and you're sweating, but you can't remember exactly what it is. But Harrison's not getting the same feeling that he's gotten from having dreams about like the sisters and... Possibly just a regular nightmare. Okay. You're under a little bit of stress right now. Right. Okay. Just like normal right you wake up you have a bad dream you kind of reflect on it a little bit see if you can remember what it was and like within seconds it's just evaporating out of your brain okay and then he'll just continue business as usual yeah right he's not going to put any thought into it right so i'd say it's the morning all right i think he's gonna go for a walk okay you know he's gonna go grab a bite to eat uh just for posterity uh, or brevity. There's a letter at the door, um, and it's from the Empire, basically letting you know that the funeral will commence in two days. Okay. So you basically have today and tomorrow free. All right. So he he takes the letter. He he, you know, puts it in his. So I I almost pictured like he had the satchel. Right? You know, like a leather satchel that he kind of slung over his neck, and he has the bag of holding now. So I think it's fair, like, to point out, like, what place he puts things in. So he would take this letter, he would put it in his satchel, and um, he'll go ahead and, and, and leave. I, I think this is going to be, right, because we're only a day or two removed from him physically being here with his right. family being dead. So. <clears throat> I think this is more of a day of kind of like reflection. He's just going to walk around and and mourn. You, you know what I'm saying? So nothing, like he doesn't have anything planned for the day. He's, you know, going to grab something to eat if he can even stomach the food and uh, just kind of take in the city. Okay. Know? So so this section of the Imperial City is where most of like the Imperial Thunder Force elite reside. Uh, so it's low buildings, but fancy. Lots of like pillared entrances, mm. um, state buildings, uh, conference halls. Very like uh, Washington D.C. look. Okay. Um, important government buildings and things of that nature. But it's kind of wide, not, not wide open, but it's not like you're in the middle of like the Imperial City where the buildings are 
uh, 300 feet tall and people are just stacked on top of each other. There's a little bit more uh, free flowing. You can see the sky, things like that. Right. Yeah, again, this almost turns into like a throwaway day. Okay. You know, he's just going to... Collecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just going to spend some time for a little self-reflection, you know. Are we going to any kind of shops or maybe like if you find a park, you just kind of sit in the park and just kind of like look at a reflecting pool and... Yeah, like feed the birds. Right. Kind of a, kind of okay. a day. Well, are you thinking about anything in particular or are you just kind of decompressing and trying not to think about anything? Yeah, it's probably more... It's it's probably more that... Um, just decompressing, thinking about my kids, you know, that, that sort of thing. Okay. Not like, oh, I'm going to seek revenge, not not that, right. not vengeful or anything like that. Just more saddened and upset by, you know, what happened. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He'll wait until the sun goes. I'll sit. If, if nothing is going on, if nothing catches his eye, he's just going to sit there and... Um, he'll wait until the sun goes down, and then he's going to head back to his quarters. Okay. Same thing, we're going to go to sleep? And then just go to sleep, yeah. All right. Um, so now we're on day two, the next day. Yeah, so now the funeral is one day ahead. Right. So now the funeral will be tomorrow. Right, right, right. That's what I meant. That's what, in my mind, what one day ahead means, tomorrow. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> one day ahead. Um, or two days ago from three days from now. Holy shit. So deep. <laughs> two days ago from three days from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is tomorrow. Um, can you imagine if Annie sang those lyrics? <laughs> That'd be fucking painful. <clears throat> All right. I think spending the, the prior day kind of clearing his head, um, he might to pass the time. Uh, to kind of link yesterday's morning session to tomorrow's funeral, uh, he'll start to make his way back into the into the sewers. Okay, to do some exploring. So he's going to go back to where he had this uh, this recollection of that tea. Yep. And uh, this time he's going to go ahead and, and take a right. Okay. So I picture him. Um, you know, I kind of picture him with like uh, some sort of like um, um, like torch. And right. he's, he's holding... <clears throat> like a basic dungeoneering kit. Right, 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 right. And, you know, he's holding the... Uh, you know, he's holding the map as he... As, once he gets to that point, I'm sure he has a, a, a good idea as to how to get back there. I would say, yeah, you, you can get back there with relative ease. Right. Uh, and when you get to this intersection, you decide to make this right. As you... It has, like, a slow decline as you're walking down. And as you follow this around, there's little outcroppings here or there... Um, and it's, it's basically two walkways on either end of like a tube, almost, with water flowing through the middle. Okay. doesn't appear to be very deep, but also it's sewage. So right. we're not looking to jump in that. And maybe there's a couple of gates here that they had to pass through. Offshoots here or there that, you know, you kind of peek down and they don't really appear to go anywhere. At some point, you come to a ladder that goes down. You descend the ladder and you see that the water flowing off goes down into the darkness you make it to the next level down and 
there's no more water on the level that you're on. All the water is kind of flowing past you, over your head, so to speak, and down. And there's a, a door, no locks or anything on it, but there is a sign posted next to the door, a wooden sign with like hand-painted letters that just says, uh, no admittance, authorized personnel only, by order of the Thunder V Sanctorum. Okay. I check the door. Is it open? Like yeah. unlocked? Yeah. All right. I just kind of cross-reference where I am with the uh, with the schematics. And this looks like a point that is circled on the schematics, and then there is nothing beyond it. Looking at the schematics. Okay. All right. So Harrison opens up the door. Okay. It's a quiet room. You can hear the drips of. You know, because it's a very wet environment. But you can hear drips, very dark, and fairly narrow. Uh, you're no longer in, like, a channel. You're on just flat, like a flat hallway. And uh, it's wide enough for maybe three people to walk abreast. Okay. Whereas in the main sewers, you could have three people abreast on each side of the channel, and the channel was probably, like, 20 feet wide. Okay. All right, painting the picture, it almost like that that channel almost reminds me of like an old kind of like Greek right sewage system. Yeah, almost like an aqueduct or like a service section. Okay. Is this uh so going through the door, is this a, a hall that goes down or you said it's a room or Yeah, it's like a hallway that just leads straight. All right, so Harrison will continue to walk down the hall. All right. So eventually you come to an end. So this actually is more or less a very thin, narrow room. In the center of this room, you see a hatch that's controlled by some kind of mechanism. There's no handles for you to open. Looking around the room, if you were to look up, you can see some kind of lever about 30 feet up off the ground, right in the dead center of the ceiling. So if you were to lean a ladder up on either wall, you wouldn't be able to reach this lever. Okay. So I picture Harrison has the, the torch in his right hand, and he'll just kind of hold it up so he can exactly. illuminate the yep. ceiling. And then he's going to attempt to use his mage hands Okay. to grab this lever. And you grab a hold of it, and you pull it? I try to pull it, and if that doesn't work, then... You know, obviously, I'm going to try to go counterclockwise or clockwise yeah, it, it's, to see it's if like I can a, manipulate it. Remember those old toilets with the chain and the handle? Oh, you would right, pull right. it. It's something similar to that, except like a, with a triangle bar hanging from this chain. So when you pull, as you pull, this hatch opens. And if you were to let go of the pressure, the hatch closes. Oh, shit. Okay. As I pull it and hold it, if I look into this hatch, what can be seen? A ladder going down. Okay. Um, I maintain my grip through mage hand on the lever. And okay. I put the torch down. Okay. And as I slowly release the lever back into the mechanism by which it came from in the ceiling, I take my free hand and just kind of hold the lid to try to determine how heavy this lid is. Imagine trying to lift like an empty vegetable cart to secure it to horses. Similar to that. One person can do it, but you would probably need two hands. 
to do it safely. Okay, then let me ask you this. Knowing that pushing up, you have less leverage than picking something up from below you. If I were to... Does Harrison believe if he goes... If he pulls the lever, goes down the ladder, obviously lets go, the hatch closes. If he goes inside, does he think that he has enough strength to push it back up? Does he? Does he? That I mean, that's that's a call for you. There could be a mechanism on the other side to open it. Yeah, but we don't know, and I don't want Harrison to right. get stuck in there. All right, I think... Uh, how long, how much time do you think has passed since he's uh, gotten to here? Like, was the, the travel through the sewer system... I would say the first leg of it, getting to where you originally were, was fast. You oh. know exactly where to go. So let's say it's probably been about from entering the sewers to now, like two hours. Because I would imagine once you made that right, you kind of started slowing down right. and really kind of checking things out as you're walking. Yeah. So I would say about two hours. Okay. Is uh is Harrison like a uh, an early bird? Would you say, or today was he an early bird? No, nah, like, would- probably probably not. Which I I think now he's having reservations about trying to find a way to to do this without getting stuck. I think he's going to call it a day and head back. Okay. And obviously we're going to cross reference all how to get here again and. Uh, uh, of course, of course. Which I think was fairly easy, right? Because as soon as he made a right at that T, it seems like this was... He probably made a couple of turns here or there and okay. found, like, mm, this doesn't feel right. Right. And then backtracked and, and right. made my way back to this point. Okay. So, yeah, so I guess he'll... he'll obviously, he's going to, you know, draw his own schematics about how he got to this point. And um, he will... Uh, he'll work his way out of the sewers. Okay. And I think he's going to... Uh, yeah, he's going to go back to his sleeping quarters. He's going to, you know, get kind of cleaned up and and kind of prepare for the uh uh for the funeral. Okay. So we'll go to bed, try to eat something, sit by the fire kind of a thing and just Yeah, I guess maybe on the way back uh cuz it's not like he has a wardrobe here. I think he'll stop at a uh, you know, like a tailor shop. Okay. And, and see if he can pick up, unlike the last interaction that I had with a tailor. Um, just, I, I guess, try to try to find something that's fitting for a funeral. All right. You know, like a, like a cloak. I, I want a cloak because obviously I'm going to wear, you know, he's not taking the armor off. Right. Um, yeah. So just something that can be. You know, like a, like a cloak to like drape over him. That's more ceremonial. Okay. In nature. Uh, yeah. So you find a, a, an imperial specific tailor, and uh, same kind of thing. You're like, listen. Here's what I'm wearing. I need something that would go with this for a funeral. Like, are you getting that specific with the guy? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Give me a flat twenty. Nineteen. Oh man, does this guy make? Once I mentioned the funeral, it just it pulled on his heartstring. Right. So, uh, you know, he's one of those things. Like, okay, let me get to work on this. Come back later tonight. Okay. Um, you know, sorry for your loss. People probably know about the gist of what's going on, right? But they don't know the details, so they probably know who you are. Um, 
maybe like as you walked like the day before when you were walking around, maybe like a, a shopkeeper might have come up to you and just expressed condolences. They know who you are. They know that a tragedy happened. Mm. Respectful, you know, without if they do know details without exposing that. But right. Uh, so the guy says, "Listen, uh, come back after sundown. Get some dinner. I'll I'll wait for you, and I'll, I'll have something really nice for you." All right, great, thank you. And anything else you would do, or would we just wait until? No, I would. That would pretty much be. All it. All right. So he gives you this. Uh, it's almost like a suit mixed with a, like a cloak. Um, some of it might be a little tricky to put on without having to take your stuff off. He doesn't know that. Mm. But the gist of it is you have like uh, like pants, uh, hemmed pants, that everything is like a gray or like a dark color for the Imperial cap, uh, like the Imperial Thunder Force. And the cloak secures over the shoulder pads and almost like tufts inside uh, one or both arms so that your arms can still be exposed while covering the shoulder. And again, you could do that with one or both arms, turning it almost into like a cape with the Thunder Force seal stitched onto the back. Okay. All right, so obviously he tries it on and <clears throat> he makes certain that it fix, that it fits. And uh, he'll turn to the shopkeeper and say, thank you, how, how much? Uh, please, it's on us. You're too kind. Thank you. Thank you again. And Harrison will head back to his sleeping quarters. Okay. And that's it. He'll he'll crash and get ready for the funeral. All right. So the next morning, uh, there's a carriage waiting for you. Why do I have a feeling that at this funeral, I'm going to run into an old friend? <laughs> Whitmore? No. Oh. No, not Whitmore. Somebody above his pay grade. Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll see. It's funny you bring that up. Oh, so you get in the carriage, <clears throat> and if you want to stop, stop. Otherwise, I'll just describe what's happening. Uh, when you climb into the back of the carriage, there's a couple of Thunder Force in like ceremonial garb. They express their condolences to you, uh, and the carriage pulls away, and in like the northwest, very far corner of like the, the capital district... Uh, is a very prestigious and regal um, cemetery. Wrought iron double gates as you pass in. And uh, there's several priests around. There's others. There may be people, uh, people paying respects to certain graves, things of that nature. Uh, as you get closer to your site, there are women uh, along both sides of the road throwing rose petals down. It's a, a, a tradition for these kinds of like military style funerals. Right. And as you get closer, you notice there's a, a large contingent of people. I think I talked to you about this before, but this is more like you don't know any of these people. But these people know that you are of some importance to the Empire. Maybe low level importance, but regardless, they're here for political reasons. They do not want to be the ones who don't show up and then people talk about it. So you instantly get the, the the feeling of like I'm sure you've been in this situation where you go to a funeral for like somebody that maybe your wife knew you mm -hmm. have no idea who this person is and you express your condolences but you, 
you're doing it because you should. Yeah, not you're because just, you want to. You're there to show face. Right. Uh, and you get a lot of that. And everyone is surrounding this um, this open triple grave site with a large casket in the center and two smaller caskets flanked on each side. And the bishop of the Thunder Force Church, in all of his regalia, big, big pointed hat, large uh, staff with like the Thunder Force insignia adorned on the top of it, bells and incense hanging from him, almost creating like a cloud of like this nasty like incense smell. And he offers his hand to you, helps you out of the carriage, expresses his condolences, and guides you to a seat. Um, there's one chair in this entire place, and that chair is for you. Okay. Give me a perception check. 15. Okay. So, uh, give me a flat 20. Let's see what kind of weather we have. 19. All right, so it's a nice day. A little breezy, not too hot, not too cold. Your quintessential, like, spring day. Birds are chirping. Despite the fact that this is a somber occasion, uh, it's a very nice day, which probably helped with the turnout. So, as the ceremony begins, uh, these... Ceremonial Thunder Force drape Imperial flags over the three caskets. Can, can I just say, not to interrupt you, but can I just say that while this is taking place, um, I do have my eye out for two people in particular. Okay. Just as I'm kind of overlooking the crowd. Because, uh, you know, Harrison doesn't know anybody here. Right. Um, but there are two faces that would potentially show up to this. One in a prominent role and one in a very, like sneaky shadowy role so um one is alexanderson and two is maximo okay so that that's who i have my eye on you know as i obviously i'm mourning so it's not like that's my focus like but i'm fixated on the fact that i'm you know putting my children and my wife in the ground right uh but again as i glance over the crowd like those are the two faces that harrison is is one in rage, and the other in, I don't want to fucking deal with this guy, you know. Right. So, you got a fifteen? You said, yeah, fifteen. All right. Since you said that, just let's do that fifteen with advantage. You want me to roll another one? Yeah, just see if you can do better. Twenty-four. Okay, so I I almost picture it like you are listening and and honed in on this ceremony, but. In a sea of faces that you don't recognize, faces that you do recognize would stand out instantly. Uh, so the ceremony begins. They they drape these uh, imperial insignia flags over each of the caskets, and the pre uh, the bishop starts walking around the caskets, and he's speaking in an older imperial language, almost like Latin. Okay. And he is sprinkling something over the caskets. After that, the flags are removed and they start folding them in the background. And uh, the priest begins his sermon. And 
it is it begins with him talking about life and eternity very very like a normal religious funeral right. so it's but, like very spiritual in, yeah. in the message the problem is this guy is old and he just drones on mm-hmm. and eventually his words start fading into the background almost like the wah, 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 wah. And it's probably partially because he it's partially probably because you're broken up and also because he's not very good at doing this uh, not that you're looking for a stand-up comedy routine but he's very monotone very dry very old school like old testament kind of a, a guy and while he's talking something does catch your eye off in the distance you see three women and all three of them are standing I picture them almost like up on like a like a hill not super far away close enough you can see their faces up on a hill in between a couple of trees and they're wearing like cloaks with hoods pulled over their face uh, like atop their hair and uh, they look like their their heads are down while they're listening to the bishop and as he says a small prayer here or a small psalm there and people are to respond they lift their faces sometimes they make eye contact with you and sometimes they don't uh, and you can see them at minimum mouthing what the response is supposed to be for each of these little prayers and if you stay seated the ceremony continues yeah yeah I'm not kidding okay so after I would say about an hour of well, this, this guy drones on huh? yeah uh they offer for you to stand up and they give you three flowers one for each casket and they guide you to each casket and as they bring you to the first one uh, they step back and give you your space to say or do whatever you want and then place a flower on the casket and then they would bring you to the other two and he follows through with that he's not going to say anything Um, you know he'll he'll stand over the casket and you know maybe say something to himself but he, he's not like making uh, speeches right so he'll have a brief pause and then place the flower and then move on to the next and to the next and then return back to his chair alright after that uh, the bishop concludes the, the sermon and the service and the driver of the carriage just leans in and whispers a condolence to you and lets you know that he'll be by the entrance and wait for you until you are ready. Okay. Take as much time as you need. And everyone will do the, the line of handshakes and hugs or whatever. But eventually, after maybe 15, 20 minutes, everyone starts filing out. All right, so Harrison will watch people as they're leaving, and then he just kind of trains his eye back to the hill where he saw what he believed were the three witches. Can he make out the three what? The, the three sisters. Not three witches, my bad. Um, can he make out, even though that they had their their like a, a cloak up over their head? Um, like when they make eye contact with him, it's obvious to oh, him yeah. who they are. Okay, okay. You, you got a twenty-four. You said, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you. It's them. Okay. And now they are gone. Fuck.
We are back. It's still upset. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was fucking, that was a hard listen. That 48,000 people said that that game is good. Stop it. What, what are the reviews? All right, let's just, let, we'll, we'll, we'll scratch the surface with some of the reviews. Obviously, they do out of five stars. So what is the overall rating for chapters? So <clears throat> the overall rating, mm-hmm. 4.5 out of five with 78,277 wow. reviews. Wow. I have down, uh, this is from mm-hmm. Pi, uh, Psych Studies. Psych Studies. I have downloaded tons of story apps like this one, and this one is by far the best. It's the one that keeps me up all night playing it. I made my fiance download just so we can talk about the stories. That dude's married to a dude. (laughs) Conflicted by Nana. I have mixed feelings about the app. I just re-downloaded it about a week ago, and within that week I've come to a few different conclusions. I've only read two stories so far. One story I finished. The other I'm on the last few chapters. I can honestly say that I do like the actual story so far. Both stories I've read have been LGBTQ plus stories. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? Which are the only two LGBT stories I can find. It bothers me that there is barely any diversity on this app. You can't even really customize the characters to how you'd like them to look. Then find a different fucking game. Yeah, like I want mine to be a fat bearded man with lipstick. (laughs) Named Whore. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't. I first want to commend the programmers of this game. The oh. graphics are good. Mm-hmm. The characters are well-conceived, and gameplay is straightforward. The way the app is run, however, is why I'm leaving a one-star review. Oh, no. The stories I've read have been really entertaining, but oh, I God. really don't think one-and-a-half stories should have cost me $90. What? I hope that they put the decimal point in the wrong space, and that's 90 cents. Hold on. Some asshole... Spent $90 on this game. He couldn't tell after the first three minutes of the game that it wasn't worth 90 cents? Yeah. That game is a dumpster fire. That game is horrible. Don't play this game unless you want to waste money and be frustrated. Uh, where does the money angle come in? Like, do you have to like buy clothing to like impress people? So, uh, I didn't mention it. Um, while we were playing this game yes. during the toast. Mm-hmm. But when you had the choice of picking up the babies, that cost you a certain amount of diamonds. You have a certain amount of diamonds in your inventory. When you run out, you have to buy more diamonds. What? It costs 200 diamonds to make your character LGBT. So, what? Like you can either be a man or a woman, or for 200 diamonds, you could be a sapiosexual well, that's very insensitive to my fellow pansexuals out there. So seriously, that, that was like the little icon on the right-hand yes. side of the bar. So if you want to actually choose the common sense decision, 
Yes. You have to pay. Yes. So otherwise, they just lead you down the failing rabbit hole. So you have to right. pay to get the outcome that you want. Here's a, here's a novel idea. And I know this is going to be very difficult for people, any of our listeners who have downloaded this game and they're in love with this game. Here's a novel idea. Um, go out and live your life. And then close your eyes every single time you come to a decision and think of that decision that you want to make plus a horrible decision. Make the right decision and you've just played the game. But in real life. And the graphics are great in real life. When you open up your eyes, you actually see the world. Not right. some fucking... Like for right now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking of options that pop up that says yes. cordially respond to Chris. Sarcastically respond to Chris. Yes. Or jump over the table and kick him in the face. Which one requires 200 diamonds? Luckily kick you in the face. I'm too cheap. So I'm going to go with the sarcastic <laughs> response. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that that's that's shit. That's just shit. So, to uh, to flatten the curve. <laughs> Another hashtag that, like, I'm convinced nobody really cares about. To Chris's sour mood. I'm not. No, I'm in a great mood. Okay, good. We yeah. turned it around. <laughs> frown upside down. Ooh. You know, it does take more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Two slide whistles. Dude, they're so obnoxious. Yes. They really are. The ep- I, one episode, we should just overuse the shit out of them and then keep track of at what point people stop listening. <laughs> I think as soon as we use them once, we have overused <laughs> them. <laughs> Two dice. And pipes. 